Welcome to MJ Loves Toku, number 58. This is MJ, I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Kamen Rider 1971, episode 3. Starring Takeshi Hongo, or rather Hiroshi Fujioka as Takeshi Hongo. And uh, the name of this episode, the quote I'm pulling from it is, Return to the Man You Once Were. I like this quote because I feel like it works on two levels. Uh, you know, spoilers for a over 40-year-old show now. Um, is it over 45 now? I think that's what it is. Uh, well, I guess, is it close to 48? Yeah, I guess it is like 48 uh, this year. Anyway, um, Hongo's friend is now with Shocker, or his former friend is with Shocker, and he's telling him to return to the man that he once was. And Takeshi Hongo also wants to return to the man that he once was. We saw in episode two that he was actually in a Grand Prix race, I don't know, sport tournament type stuff, but he was continuing to live his normal life. He was racing, and, you know, in the first episode we saw him racing, then he was taken by Shocker. In the second episode, he is racing, and that Shocker tries to use that as an attack vector against him. He gets wrapped up into the uh, plot with the bat who has the virus, and, uh, you know, he's using it to control people, and now he is... We don't really get to see him in his normal life, but he gets pulled back in, or somebody from his normal life gets pulled back into the narrative. And uh, anyway, uh, I kind of want to talk about that because Hongo, you know, may want to return to the man that he once was, but he won't be able to. And the expression of that is, I think, him pleading for his friend to retain or get back his humanity. Um, and I think it betrays uh, a naivete um, or, I don't know, a hopefulness, maybe an unfounded hopefulness in him that he can one day return to the man he was. Or, and, you know, if that is the case, I don't know if he means uh, just like mentally or, you know, spiritually. You know, he can't mean physically. I don't, I don't think anymore he can mean physically because when he talked to Professor Midorikawa, uh, I believe he became sure that he can never change his body back, but his mind, you know, remained his, whereas this friend of his, um, I don't know if, I mean, I would assume his brain was changed, but perhaps there's a little something unwritten there that uh, because he had chosen this path that his, uh, his mind wasn't irrevocably altered by shocker and he could change his ways and change his mind and uh, have a change of heart as well and choose to fight not for Shocker, but against them, or just walk away from the fight. And uh, I think Hongo would have been happy with either of those other two options than his friend remaining, uh, remaining Scorpion Man and fighting against him and fighting for Shocker. Um, interesting. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes from a movie is, uh, I'm going to paraphrase that, you don't uh, win by attacking your enemy or trying to destroy them. You win by protecting what you love your friends and allies, etc. And uh, villainous groups, it's often talked about, they fall apart because there is rank and ascension. <laughs> There's ascension among their ranks where they fight each other and they all selfishly choose to attack each other and vie for their own personal greatness as opposed to putting the greatness or the success of the organization uh, in in front of themselves, 
or above themselves, I should say. And uh, Scorpion Man here is not fighting for Shocker. He's fighting for himself. He's fighting to defeat uh, Hongo. And you know, maybe that's why he loses. I don't know. I don't know if that's the idea they were going for, but it's just something I noticed you know, while talking about it right now. So I always like to give credit where credit is due. Apparently this is production order number four, but it was released as episode number three. And the writer is Masaru Inoue, just like the first or episode one and two. Uh, and then the director here is Kuichi Takamoto. An interesting parallel between episode one and episode three slash production order four uh, are that they're both directed by Takamoto and they both share elements. When we saw the eerie Spider-Man and his uh, Shocker minions, uh, they were there were you know Spider Shocker ladies, or I want to call them Shocker maidens for some reason. Maybe it's because I've been thinking about handmaidens lately. But anyway, um, the Shocker maidens appear here. And I think when they first appear up at the top of the stairs where they come down at Hongo, they're all dressed in civilian clothing. And, and then they have a transformation into their, uh, you know, whatever analog of the Shocker Combatman outfits that they have. Anyway, there's an interesting way that the camera moves where it focuses on each of them and it, you get a close-up of their faces as they're changing from their civilian forms to their Shocker forms. And it seems you get to see the face paint on them. Um, they're all dressed the same. Uh, it all, to me, feels like it's highlighting the fact that they have like lost their humanity or their identity is being covered up or squelched or subsumed uh, into a shocker servant identity. So I got super interrupted. Um, although the rest of the recording should be a little cleaner and quieter if you get catch my drift anyway uh so you know the shocker maidens make me think of the erasure of humanity and like the conformity and i mentioned but i don't think i really followed up and said my point about the uh doctors working on the uh on goro right i gotta see this name goro hayase i believe uh yes goro hayase so um we get that First person perspective again as someone's being worked on and turned into a shocker cyborg. I think it's really neat here. I almost wonder if this scene is supposed to clue us into the idea that Goro does actually maintain his humanity and that it isn't being, or it, he maintains his brain. And I'm going to make an important distinction because of that, because, or, and that he is in fact choosing to, of his own free will, not only become a shocker cyborg, but then maintain his brain and just uh work for them for the purpose of destroying Takeshi Hongo and perhaps they thought it was better to uh leave him intact at least his mind intact so that because he was motivated enough to kill Hongo without needing to be under Shocker's control and once he was done and his usefulness had ended they could have executed him or whatever they didn't need him he's just a means to an end and I guess that would make sense to me why they wouldn't alter his mind because it was already so twisted and uh, bad that they didn't need to to get what they wanted out of him and then also uh, I think this shot is supposed to make us think that or show us that because it's a parallel to how Hongo was being worked on by these guys and um, it's shown at like a much more rapid pace and it doesn't have the same kind of haunting uh, and like terrible feeling to it or or um, it doesn't engender that same uh 
sensation or, or feeling that I got from the first episode with Hongo where like he's being victimized. It's just more like it's happening and it's like bad, but it's not like scary and I'm not identifying with them, especially because they don't show the person being worked on. And I really wonder if that is just like another thing, another visual uh, element that expresses just how twisted and wrong uh, Goro Hayase is and how far he's gone that he's, you know, giving himself up to this. And I think it's important because people can give themselves up to evil as we see every day in the world if we're looking in the right places. Um, the man-eating scorpion thing was pretty crazy. The scorpion shooting out that blood-like substance and then the people melting uh, was really nasty. I thought the effect was a lot better this time, this episode. It's been, you know, this is the fourth time they've done uh, one of these episodes. So I, I don't know how much people were working in the background to make this sort of stuff work, but they did it and it looked a lot better. And uh, I thought it was very cool, the different effects that they blended together to to make this happen. So that was neat. I wanted to see, did I capture the image of the Scorpion Man himself dissolving? I did not. Um, so I just want to quickly wrap things up. Uh, I really liked the idea that this guy is just an evil Hongo. Um... They're both racers. They're both ambitious. You know, they're friends. Like, it's just, it's really interesting that they're, they're just, you know, mirrors or foils of each other. And I really like that. Uh, let me see. I love the turn. And then, like, he tears off his face. I'm going to put a, a clip of that um, over on uh, on my Twitter so you can go check that out. Not, maybe I'll even embed it into the, the, the website where this is posted uh, in the actual post for the audio. Well, it shows the audio and video both. Um, so you can see that clip because it's really neat. Um, I like the fact that, you know, Hongo has another attack. He's using rider scissors against him. And he's just throwing him against a rock, which is pretty funny. And like a lot of the acrobatics and the stunts in this episode were super cool. Um, I, again, I, I just love how inventive and creative Tokusatsu is with the fight scenes and it got to be really awesome. Um, I mean, we just got some classic stuff, you know, the shocker, you know, I can't remember, commander, you know, sicking the grunts on, on, uh, on Hongo and just, I don't know, it's just, it's so fun. So cool. Um, there was the crazy thing where Hongo was basically like all the guys are hidden underground and then he jumps on all, on all of them and he like just kills them. Um, and there's these nasty pools of blood and they're, it's under their berets and stuff. And it's just, just the, the visuals and, and the way they communicate all this stuff is just so neat and so interesting, so novel. Um, I love seeing uh, Hongo fighting in just his street clothes, uh, you know, his suit. Um, that's super cool. Uh, all the scenes of him out of suit, you know, in, uh, I mean like, you know, blazer and slacks or whatever uh, but all the scenes of him fighting uh where it's just you know his fists and stuff is so cool and you get to see his face and the, him riding he really looks great riding that motorcycle he looks you know fierce and like just i i love the intensity of all that stuff it's very good very effective um i really like how he you know asks uh goro to become who he was before and to turn back uh from this path i think that's really awesome um you know, there's that opportunity. He wants there to be that chance for that redemption or for that, you know, for him to be able to turn back. But ultimately, you know, that's not Goro's fate. And unfortunately, Hongo has to destroy him because he doesn't really have any other way to deal with the situation. And that's just another layer of the tragedy of Kamen Rider. I, I hope I don't do this every single episode, but just um, it is interesting to talk about, you know, how tragic the character is. And like here he has to destroy his own best friend. And uh, gosh, how hard must that be? To live on knowing that you've killed your best friend and that you've had to kill other people who've been victimized by shocker just like you people just like you men and women just like you you've had to turn around and kill them because that's the only way you have to deal with them what a burden how terrible um i love the pathos it, it really gets me um 
It really gets me. I love Kamen Rider for so many reasons, but definitely all that pathos is one of them. I didn't really have anything else to say, so I'm going to go ahead and stop right here. Um, if you have any comments uh, about how I'm doing the episodes, uh, I'd like to hear them because I want to get better at what I do. Uh, Wes, the henchin' dad, actually uh, let me know that he liked what I was doing with the first episode, and uh, that was nice. Thanks, Wes. I really appreciate that. And um, I just hope uh, more people will comment and ask questions in that uh, you know, it's all available now. I didn't watch it for like a month or two after it come out. And then I, there was this break in zero one and I only have so much time. So I decided to do that now and I've really been enjoying it. It's just so good. And I'm, I want to keep watching it and we'll see what happens with zero one. But, uh, last comment. Um, so there's different helmets that the, they have some of them, the, the actor can see through this one where he's talking to him saying, I'll say this just once, you know, um, return to the man you once were, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can't see the actors, you can't see uh, Fujioka's eyes behind that at all, or at least I can't. Um, if I zoom in, no, I don't. They look totally black. I wonder if that's like a stunt helmet just for a close-up scene, and he can't see through it, and he just, or there's pinholes maybe, and he can see through those just a tiny bit, um, so he's looking in the right direction or whatever. Um, but anyway, I think it's really neat. Um, and I wonder, does anybody know, anybody checking this out know, uh, what exactly the deal was with the different helmets and how many different helmets did they had, how many different styles did they have, and was this like a stunt one only used for close-ups and it was totally blacked out for the actor or, you know, very nearly blacked out. I'd be curious to know that, but anyway, that design is so good. It looks so, so good. My hat's off. You know, everybody talks about Ishinomori. He's great. My hat's off to whoever actually constructed this thing after he drew it because they made it look so good. It's so, I don't know, it's fierce and it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, let me see. Did I have anything else? Now that was basically it. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. If you enjoyed this, like, comment, and share to help me grow. Don't forget to subscribe to keep current with each release. Chat with me on Twitter at MJ underscore scribe. Visit MJMunoz.com slash podcast to find the multiple feeds in which I analyze Star Wars, Tokusatsu, comics, and more. Visit MJMunoz.com slash support for links to my Redbubble and coffee pages so you can help keep me doing the things I do. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well. And remember, you don't have to shout henshin to be a hero.